0: What's up everyone welcome to the man I want to be podcast my name is Keaton and I am your host today It's good to be with you through the microphone Um, I haven't recorded an episode in a while And today I actually don't have any notes and I don't actually know what i'm going to say I have a general idea, but I just kind of wanted to talk Into the microphone and share what's been what i'm feeling and what i'm thinking and you know all those sorts of things um You know, It's been over a month since I recorded an episode, and I recorded two prior to going on a work trip, and I got back from the work trip, and about 18 hours later, me and my wife went on a family vacation to Virginia, got to see Richmond and Virginia Beach, and that was a lot of fun. That was our first real big family vacation since we had Noah, and Virginia Beach is beautiful. Did not know that it was surrounded by military bases. And so about every eight to 15 minutes, these planes would do their flyovers for practice. And it was so loud, but the beach was beautiful. Saw dolphins for the first time. And I had this kind of moment where I was taking a picture with Noah. Chelsea was taking the picture. I was standing in the water and Chelsea started screaming, get out of the water, get out of the water, get out of the water. There's a shark, shark, shark. And I was like, wah, wah, wah. "So I'm like running as fast as I can. And then she goes, oh, no, it's a dolphin. I was like, babe, and all, all of that took about like 10 seconds. It was 10 in, in, intense seconds, and I turned around, and, and there, you're right, there was a dolphin, and then there were like several dolphins surfacing, and I've never seen one before in my life, and it was like this, oh, dolphins are real, and they're actually, they're kind of majestic. It was really, really cool to see a dolphin for the first time, and if you have seen dolphins and you're like, you're a loser, well... <laughs> What else is new? Um, So I did the work trip, did the family vacation, came home, got really, really sick, which was great, you know. And then um, since then, the way our schedule and our life has been, I kind of had to take a step back from some extra activities and things I was putting my hand to. And um, that's kind of what I want to talk about today because, um, you know, my last you know, two episodes ago, I talked about, you know, making the most of your time and how Theodore Roosevelt would make the use of five minute increments here and there. And, um, that's by sheer discipline is how he ended up in the white house and ended up with all of these, uh, trophies that are in the Smithsonian. I believe it's the, believe it's the Smithsonian museum from his hunting trips and all these escapades that he went on. Um, and, you know that I believe in that, I believe in making the best use of our time. I believe it's biblical uh Paul in Ephesians, I want to say it's Ephesians, either five or six says, "Make the best use of the time, and I really do believe in that, but at the same time, it's easy to forget that we are not machines you know we we don't wake up in the morning turn the power on and just go all day the way machines go. There's, we actually are, we're human beings. We need a rhythm in life and we need, um, we need to know like what is required of us at this time. And, and we need to know like, what kind of man am I becoming? And are the things that my, that I'm putting my hand to taking me closer to becoming the man that I want to be, or taking me further away from the man that I want to be. And the way our, current schedule has been going I had to take an honest look in the mirror and be like I don't I don't think I currently have time to do all that my heart desires to do because of you know my wife is a nurse which means she works 12 hour days and then she also has this side job because we're hustling this year to pay off as much debt as possible that's what we want to do we we've got a good amount of student loan debt and we want to pay that off because we believe it's holding us back so Chelsea's has taken on an extra job i'm working you know my 40 to 50 hours a week at my job at the church and then i'm in school so i'm up late and we have a daughter and i don't want to be missing out on anything that is and how she's growing she's nine months and crawling around and standing and mimicking and imitating and um, she's starting to try to formulate words which is so fun and Then I had the podcast on the side and we were just, I was just kind of like, whoa, you know, I had to take a look. What does my life require of me? And, um, for the last month or so, my life has required that I be present with my family. We've been doing the schedule that we've been doing the two jobs school plus Noah since the beginning of the year. And this might seem small to many people, but for us, it's a big deal. Me and my wife have not gone to bed at the same time in six months. You know, I could, I go, I get home from work between five and six like everyone else does and I have schoolwork to do. And I, you know, cause I, put, <laughs> it's my fault. I put off doing school for so long and I'm I'm bound and determined to finish. And, so I, but I won't do schoolwork while Noah is awake and while Chelsea's awake. I just, I just won't because I, I want my family time to be important. Which means I'm doing schoolwork from about nine p.m. to twelve a.m. or even sometimes one a.m. just to make sure I'm getting it done and keeping my A's and working really hard at it. And so there's just this level of tired where I don't, I don't wake up I normally. Wake up at five. I've been waking up at between seven and seven thirty, um, so that I'm not, you know, exhausting myself. And when I took a step back to be like, all right, what does my life require of me? And what it required is um, that I'm with my family, that I'm present and I'm not exhausted and stretched so thin with my mind in a lot of places. And you know what's funny about it? I was so aggravated about it because... I want to make the best use of my time. I want to put my hand to a lot of stuff. I want this podcast to thrive. I want my work to be, to thrive and to be important and be impactful at our church. And I believe that's really, really important. Um, I want to be able to spend time with my family and watch little Noah grow and make sure my wife's heart is good and to hear what is she learning from God? What is she struggling with at this time? And what I was finding is my mind is in so many different places that it was really difficult to be present. Which, that is not good. I was actually on a path that was, because I was putting my hand to so much, it was taking me further away from the man that I want to be. You know, I've, this is why having a guiding vision is so important. Because it allows you to evaluate your life at any given time. And I, one of the things, one of my guiding visions, part of my guiding vision, is I want to be a man of good presence. And part of the part of the way to be a man of good presence is to be present. You know, that was one of the first episodes that I I did. Is you have to be present. That's one of the greatest gifts that you can give somebody. And to be a man of good presence, your mind needs to be pretty calm. Your soul needs to be aligned. And if you are living your life as if you are a machine, as I kind of was for a brief minute, that becomes increasingly difficult to do. And it kind of not kind of. It compounds over months. And so I looked at my guiding vision, which I carry in my backpack, and had to be honest and like, am I living up to the man that I want to be? And so today, what I've been thinking about this morning, oh let me finish on the I was I was aggravated, okay, because I really want my work to matter. It matters all it matters a lot to me. And I talk to Chelsea about it all the time about how much my work matters to me. I believe in hard work. I believe in contributing to the world. And I I believe in putting your hand to something and being co-creators with God for the world and using what God has given us to multiply it. Uh, I think of the parable of the talents that Jesus tells where he he gives people a certain amount of money and all he asks is that it be multiplied. Um, And so I believe in that stuff. I also believe in that work falls where work falls in a hierarchy of importance is below family and church, and I kept trying to put it at the top, trying to put it at the top because that's, it's so easy. We're men; we love. I think most men love to work and they love to put their hand to something, and because fe- we're like we're making an impact on the world and the people around us. And but it's still it's it's secondary to family, or not even it's secondary to. Not even it's third and dairy is that a word? Third and dairy? I'm making it up. Third and dairy, um, to family and church, and um, that's one of the things we talk about on the podcast all of the time is family first. And um, I was putting my work first on side projects. You know, um, this this podcast, I believe it's important, but it's a it's a side project, and I'm going to continue doing this podcast because I believe it's important. I may not be able to do it as well as I want to because I have to. I am taking care of my family, but I also I have a job, and I can't neglect my job to do my own side project. That is dishonoring to my employer. That's dishonoring to the people I serve. Like that's not good either. And you know, while my wife works weekends, that's when I am with Noah. And it used to be like put Noah down for three or four naps, and we're good. And I can sit and record and write but that's, she's growing and she wants more attention and she wants to play with dad and she takes less naps. She's currently taking a nap as I record this. And as soon as she wakes up, I'll have to turn it off if we even get that far. But what I'm, all of that to say, we're not machines. And a lot of the self-help career gurus, when they talk about, you know, schedule and first things of first importance and all that stuff. I'm all about it. I, I think that stuff is great. It helps keep me focused. And so I'll tune into those YouTube videos or podcasts every once in a while. Um, but one of the things that I think gets missed is we're, we're, we're human beings. We're not machines. We need a day of rest. We need rhythm to our life. We need rhythm in the week. We need rhythm in our months. We need rhythm in our um, in actual seasons between spring, summer, fall, and winter. We need rhythms. God has set up the earth to function in rhythms. You don't harvest in the spring. You harvest in the late summer uh, and some in the fall. I'm not even going to pretend to be an expert a, um, at farming, but there, God has set the world up to work in rhythms, and we are better off. If we fall into line with that rhythm. And so one of the things I think it's good to ask yourself, and I'm asking myself right now, and evaluating is what does my life require of me right now? We have to ask ourselves the question about where do we want to be in five years? Where do we want to be in 10 years? What steps can we take to become that type of man that we envision, that we desire to be? and then work backwards and figure out our daily habits and our rhythms and our routines and what we're going to learn, how we're going to grow. We got to do all that. We also have to balance that with what does my life require of me right now? I want to be a successful podcaster that communicates to men about virtue and duty and becoming the men that you've, you, that God has designed you to become. I want to teach the Bible. I want to help, you know, I want to do all of that kind of stuff Right now, my life requires of me that I be diligent in my paid job, that I support my wife as we try to pay off a lot of debt, and that I raise my daughter. And sometimes, you know, we have limits. Human beings actually have limits, and it's good to stay within those limits. So, what can happen, or what we can do, is just slow ourselves down a little bit. And because of what life requires... So like I'm still going to do this podcast and the things that I want to talk about on this podcast, they're going to take me a lot longer to write because of some of the, I I don't want to just open up the microphone all the time and be like, here's a 10 minute, 20 minute, 30 minute talk on, you know, whatever. I actually wanted to do long form subjects that I think will be helpful. So I've got one I'm working on right now called where I talk about the anger of man and it's taking, I thought I could sit down write my 4 or 5000 words in a couple hours and be good and ready to go but as i dove into it and as i looked at some biblical stories and i looked at our our current cultural landscape and then the psychology of anger it, i was realized this is actually going to take me a long time if i want to do this well and i really this especially that topic i want to do it well because and and have a long form i mean like 90 minutes to 2 hour podcast on the anger of man because it's a plague and a disease in our culture right now and so it's going to take a little bit more time but I can slow myself down so that I can handle what my life requires I would love if it would be so ideal in an ideal world to have all of our disciplines and habits in order and but we're not machines you know and I've, a lot of times I watch those self-help guys and the career guys and the the discipline guys um, about how to maximize your effectiveness. And I my first thought is like, <laughs> are, are all these people, are they only talking to single people? Or are other people like, is there something I'm missing? And um, maybe there is, maybe there isn't, I don't know. But <laughs> life right now requires one thing for me. And well, multiple things. And you can only do so much, but I can slow down my pace. I don't need to produce a podcast every every week. I could do one a month or two a month that are long form and I take my time and um, so that I can I can take care of what my family needs. You know, you probably have the same way. I'm sure that at some point in your life, you just had so much on your plate that you realized something has to be neglected and you weren't sure what it was, what, what needed to be neglected because we, we're, we're good at filling up our plates with good stuff. And I'm willing to bet if you're married, if you've got kids that the thing that you chose to neglect was your family because they're always there. They're the easiest to neglect. And we, you were, you're not, you wouldn't, if you're like me, you're like, I'm not neglecting them. I'm taking care of my priorities. Um, but let's just call it what it is. its is. We're neglecting our families. It's the, They're the easiest to do. They're always there. They've promised to always be there. It's not like your kids can live on their own. and So it's easy to allow work to come or work, side projects, whatever, to come, become of more importance for us. We call it a season. And that's just, it's not good. I remember, so dad, Pops, good old Pops, He's got another Shackleton book for me to read. And once he's done reading it, I can't wait to, I can't wait to, I'm going to crush through that as fast as possible. I might stay up all night reading it. It's a leadership book from on Shackleton, but so pops, there was this time in, in our life when my dad was remodeling our church, the church we grew up in. Um, Somehow he, he was the one who got chosen to do the entire church remodel. And it seemed like he did it by himself. I, I pretty, he may have hired a painter, But it seemed like he did everything by himself. From They they pulled out all the carpet. They redid the floors. They they built a wall. They redid all the electrical. It was like this really, really long project. And I remember like Pops was there for breakfast and then he'd go to work. And I remember Pops would come home from dinner, have dinner with us, put us to bed, and then go back to work. And I just, I thought that was so... At the time, I was like, "Wow, Dad has to work a lot." But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, "Wow, that it's really honorable of Dad. He uh, he wouldn't miss family time, even though his work required a lot of him. He wouldn't miss family time, and he took it upon himself to go back to work late at night because it's what what needed to be done. But that kind of schedule can only last so long. And I also remember when Dad, when Pops got tired and was so ready for the project to be done, um." And sometimes that's what's like. Sometimes you got to suffer through and do what you have to do. And sometimes it's like, oh nope, I need a break. I need less on my plate. Um, he told me a story once. He went to a this conference for husbands called Promise Keepers. It was this big conference way back in the day for husbands and I think fathers as well, primarily husbands. But um, he, one of the speakers asked this question: What would you not give up? To make your, to make your marriage thrive, and you were supposed to think about it, and then be like that's what you need to give up. And for pops, it was it was bike riding. He used to ride like thirty five hundred miles a year. Pops, I know you're listening to this. If it was more, um, I apologize for under uh, under communicating how many miles you used to ride. If it was less, we'll go with thirty five hundred. Um, but dad, when as soon as he had us, that was his thing. He's like, I've got to give this up. I mean, 3,500 miles a year is a lot. If you want to like think about how far that is, figure 100 miles a day, that's a lot. So maybe 3,500 miles is not how far he rode. Maybe it was 1,500 because it takes like eight hours. To... <laughs> <laughs> Math. Um, but he was willing to give that up because it's what, is, what was required of him. Um, so all of that to say, what does your life require of you right now? Where do you wanna be in five years? Where do you wanna be in 10 years? Answer that question, but then also ask yourself, what does my life require of me today? How's your field? How's your marriage? Is your wife loved, is she heard, is she seen? Uh, does she feel like you're nurturing her and caring for her and doing all that Paul asks us to do in the book of Ephesians? How are your kids? Um, what's going on in their life? Do you, are you aware of what's happening in their life, in their schools and in their homework? How's their soul? How are your friendships at church? And what does your life require of you right now to make those things thrive? Because those are, those are the things that matter the most. And the allure of impact is strong. Like I know, like I, I fall for it every time. And I think we, men are designed to have impact on the world through their work I also think primarily through our our family our church and our our friendships so I kind of sit down and figure out what does my life require of me right now what am I neglecting where do I need to make changes and if it feels like you have to die to yourself a little bit in order in order to make your priorities align that's good I felt like death to myself, you know, I it's like, I can't, I can't do all that I want to do. And it's, I talk to Chelsea about it all the time. I'm like, and then I, I think to myself like, no, you're, this is what your life requires of you right now. And it's going to be okay. Years, you're, you're, it's going to be okay. It's a few weeks. It's a few months. It's a year. It's going to be okay. You're going to still have the impact you desire to have. If God blesses your work and, but not at the cost of your family and of your other responsibilities. Make sure that your vision has a hierarchy, hierarchy, make sure you know what's most important and what's least important and don't sacrifice what's most important for what's less important. And that's what I have for you today. Oh, I just read. So, um, moving forward with the podcast. Um, I'm going to start spending a lot more time in the Bible and talking to men about the Bible and what, what is in the Bible? What are the stories? What is the, what's happening? What do these words mean? Because I do, I believe God, one God is real and you, you and I, we need God. Uh, Whether you and I want to admit it, we need God. And I want to open up the Bible to men around the country and help them understand that this book tells the story of a God who is everything that you need and who will help you become the man that you desire to be. You know, it says in that, um, there's this Christian doctrine that man is made in the image of God. It's called the Imago day. It's from Genesis chapter two, I believe. Yeah. Genesis two and man and women are both made in the image of God that God implanted part of his nature and character in men and in women and one of the things that God implanted in men was a warrior spirit and a sense of duty and virtue and a natural instinct to protect and to provide. And that is, that is part of God's nature that he has placed within man. And I think men are missing that in church. And I want to help open up the Bible and show that, like, that's part of being a man. And it's in the scripture. And there, we're going to see stories of triumph and failure We're in the Bible holds a mirror up to humanity and says this is how you really are and so like when we talk about the anger of man we're going to talk about samson who was who made it into what's called the hall of faith in hebrews 11 but who is a man who is consumed by his anger and a need for revenge and we're going to talk about that because man also has a little bit of anger in him um so we're going to spend more time in the bible um, still going to read history and biographies and books about great men who left their mark on the world because I think it's important to study the Bible and to also study great men and draw inspiration from their story. And stories are going to be more important than principles because you can place yourself within a story and extract principles from it. Principles are easily forgotten, but stories are easily remembered. So we're going to talk about some stories of great men. You know, like we did with Shackleton and Theodore Roosevelt and Abe Lincoln and George Washington, and um, but then we're but I am I'm going to spend a lot more time in the Bible. I think it's urgent and important and necessary that men know what is in the Word of God because God is real, His Word is true. It it like and I'm not going to sit idly by and allow men to not become the men that God designed them to be because when men don't do what men were designed to do the way God designed them, society falters. You know we're coming off of some really, really tragic evil events in our country from men who are angry and it's it's vile. And you've got to wonder, how on earth did we get to this place? and what I one of the things I think we're seeing is we're seeing the consequences of men who didn't have fathers. I mean I've talked to you about the fatherless rate um, in our in our country. forty percent of all people grow up without fathers um, in this current generation. I think we're seeing the effects of how we've chosen to organize ourselves as a, as a society and um it's it breaks my heart and uh the this has happened before you know one of the stories we're going to talk about was samson is samson is so angry that he kills a thousand people with the jawbone of a donkey and you know i'm not i don't want to talk about policy but i do want to talk about what happens to a man who's unbelievably angry um because it it men who are angry are capable of unbelievable evil and we have an anger problem and we've got to talk about it. We also need to recognize that this has happened before and the same pattern that has happened before is prevalent today. Yeah, you know, I was talking to my dad about Samson and the anger of man and I don't want to give away too much of that podcast, but um, I was talking to him about it. I was like, we've got to like talk about how angry men can get and what they can do. And dad goes, yeah, it started with his parents. And I was like, what do you mean? And he pointed out that his parents, when they were told Samson was going to be born, asked the angel of the Lord. They're like, so how should we raise him? And the angel didn't answer because God had already spoken to him in Deuteronomy 6 about how to raise your kids. And um, they didn't do it. And they kind of let Samson have his own way. It, and we'll, so we'll dive into that. So the patterns have been there. And I just went on a tangent. That's what happens when you don't have notes, I guess. Um but we're going to talk about the Bible. We are at a we are at a point in our country's history where we need the Word of God. We need the Spirit of God to pour out on people, and we need men who are building other men into the man that they were destined to be, filled with virtue, duty, honor, moral righteousness, a sense of. Um, That you are here for good, not for selfish ambition, not for selfish gain. We've got to help young men deal with their anger and the angst that they feel inside of their body. And we need to give them a fight that they can fight that's for the good of the rest of the world. And I want to help. And that's what this podcast is going to be for. And if it takes me a month to write out a three-hour podcast and we only get one a month out, that's what we're going to do. Um, And we're going to be committed to living our lives as it requires of us while simultaneously trying to become the man that we desire to be. That's all I have for you guys today. I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you're blessed. Um, May you become the man that God has designed you to be. And may his blessing abound in your life. And may his Holy Spirit fill you with every good thing. I'll see you guys next time. This is the Man I Want to Be podcast.